because you want to keep building upon what that conversation, what that relationship is so that, um, again, you're looked at as someone who's not just about the transaction, but about the, the totality of this relationship. Welcome to the Abundant Vision Fundraising Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned professional or a first-time fundraiser, we have the advice you need to take your next step towards major gift mastery. I'm your host, Tom Dauber, president of Abundant Vision Philanthropic Consulting. In our last episode, Jim Mahoney, vice president of advancement at Adrian College, shared with us about how he missed the window of opportunity when attempting to solicit his very first major gift. Today, we are going to pick back up with Jim to find out how he recovered from that first failed attempt, as well as learn some other valuable lessons from his early years as a major gift officer. And, and I let that window shut, slam, you know, everything in front of me. And, you know, it, it was awkward. It was you know, kind of disheartening a little bit because, I mean, we ended up having a really nice conversation, but we got back in the car and driving back to the college and, and Chad was like, you missed that opportunity. And it was there. And, you know, you got to kind of find the, the courage to come out and say it. And I was like, yeah. Gosh, man, I'm so nervous. You know, that's, you know, I, I don't know if I can do that. And so waited a little bit of time and, and got an appointment again um, with the same dentist. Yeah. And this time I was by myself and sure enough, that window kind of popped open again and I made the ask and he said no. And, uh, he ended up, he ended up saying no to the, to 25,000. I think he ended up doing 15,000. I think he did three a year for five years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and went to the preclinic lab. If, of if course it did. Project. <laughs> and, um, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, and still to this day, quite honestly, you can I can kind of see that metaphorical window open up in, in yeah. conversations. And and you know, and I think maybe this is a you know, maybe you'll ask me this later or talk with me about this later, but it's like the thing I had to like kind of get kind of through in my own mind is, you know, it you had you developed this relationship with a person, and it wasn't a call me, you know, about to ask someone for 25,000. I had had some conversations before leading up to this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, sure. It's like awkward and nervy to, to, to make an ask. And I don't care if it's 25,000 or 25 million, but you know, you, you ask it and, you know, even if the person says no, it's not, no, I hate you. No, you messed up. No, what the heck? It just might be wrong time, wrong place, wrong amount, wrong, you know, there's got to be so many rights, you know, R-I-G-H-T-S, right? Rights to happen for someone to commit to a, you know, a, a major gift or transformational gift. And, and maybe the time that we pick to sit down and talk over coffee or lunch or at someone's home or office isn't the right time. And so, you know, it's, no might just not might mean not right now and That's right. you know and that we can't take it personally that it's a you know it's a slam on us you know it's and that's where i think it was you know i'm a people pleaser 
And so when I got no, I was like, oh, he hates me. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, to this point, and, and truthfully, when I left the College of Dentistry and I, and I came to Adrian, this dentist was the last person I called. And, oh, I, wow. thanked, and I thanked him. And I yeah. thanked him because it, it was truly like me cutting my teeth on, on, you know, with him as a, as a prospect of mine. And I thanked him for, you know, having appointments with me and letting me make that ask. And, and he was even kind of like dumbfounded. He's like, wow, okay. And you're thanking me for, you know, that. And I said, but I think it's really going to set me up for, you know, what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a cool moment to, to be able to thank him for that. Truthfully. You know, I think it's it's very appropriate that you and I both blew our first major gift solicitation. <laughs> yeah. Now, my story didn't turn out as well. I don't think we ever got a gift from that guy, but um, but it was still, you know, so important. And I, I tell that story a lot of just getting past those psychological barriers yeah. that, you know, come from us projecting our own experience, our own wealth, capacity, all those different sorts of things on other people. And we just try, you know, our, our, our brains want to make that decision for them when That's really right. we don't, we don't have a clue. They may have $25,000 sitting, you know, in their couch cushions that they wouldn't miss. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for every, again, I'm trying hard not to say this individual's name. Yeah. You know, right. There's right. other, there's other appointments. I mean, I, I remember, Shortly thereafter, you know, whatever time frame that really means, I met with another alum and we met uh, in his hometown uh, where he was a dentist and we were going to have breakfast together and we sat down and, you know, ex exchanged pleasantries. And then, you know, he was like, let's just get down to it. And like how much you want, how much you need, you know. And I was just like kind of thrown off. Like, I mean, I had a number in my mind. And, yeah. and so I threw the number out there. And again, it was 25,000. It was five yeah. a year for the next five yeah. years. He's like, I'm going to give you 10 a year for the next five years. Hey. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's awesome <laughs> too, you know? And so, but like, and that happened probably within the first five minutes of me sitting down at this table. Okay. And then the rest of the time was us just talking. And yeah. building that relationship and building that, you know, camaraderie and, and um, which was really, really awesome, too, because that's, yeah. you know, such a unique part of what we do is we get to really it, it, it's not just a transaction. Mm -hmm. you know, it becomes the relationship. And. And that's a really, really unique part of, I think, the advancement development world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jim, we all make mistakes as fundraisers, probably fewer for you than than, than for me or yeah. others. But uh, what have been some of the wrong moves you've made? You talked a little bit about that first one there, but what what did you learn from those those wrong moves and, and how did you recover from those mistakes? Yeah, well, I mean, one that just always sticks in my mind is, um, again, back at Ohio State, you know, we, uh, Ohio State, although Adrian, I would say, has a has a wonderful legacy too, but I think Ohio State had a really nice legacy of 
families who kind of went through the OSU College of Dentistry through the years. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, you know, lots of family names. And I remember I went to this uh, office this one time and, and the, the, I walked in, you know, wearing my block O pin and, you know, shirt and tie and asked if Dr. So-and-so was there and the front office person kind of looked a little bewildered and she's like, sure, I'll go grab Dr. So-and-so. And I was like, great. And I sat down in the waiting room and Dr. So-and-so opened up the door and said, Jim, you're with OSU? I said, I am. He's like, just give me two minutes. And I said, all right, sounds good. And so I wait there and I thought, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to get in, you know, cold call works today. You know, like, here we go. And the door opens like, oh, come on back to my office and come back to the office and closes his door. And I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, this is going to be a great conversation. And then for the next about 15 to 20 minutes, he absolutely just blisters me about why his son did not get into oh, yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. And just absolutely takes me to task up and down for literally screaming for 20 minutes. Yeah. And and at the end, I will give him some credit that he apologized to me because he knows I wasn't, you know, the uh, admissions office coming in. Right. Here. Right. But he also said, you know, you're the representative of, of the OSU College of Dentistry. And and I thought to myself, as I got back to my car, probably with my tail between my legs and, you know, feeling pretty bummed out. I mean, he he definitely let me have it, told me that we were no longer in his estate plans. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot. And his father had went to OSU. He went to OSU. Now his son was going to go to OSU. And I, you know, not. And, and I remember coming back to um, the college and, and coming back in, probably dropped my bag off, and I went right up to the admissions office. And, and, and I said, we've got to have a more open line of communication, and we, you know, we need to know when legacies don't get in. And so, you know, to that, to that point, I think research, you know, doing a really good job of, you know, maybe I needed to do a better job of researching the, the – offices, the alums that I was going to stop by. Yeah, that's that's a really great point. I mean, it's it's funny because this is in the news here lately. I think I did a LinkedIn post about it, but people are putting forward legislation to make legacy preferences illegal, potentially. I put out a, a little word on LinkedIn, basically saying, you know, if you want to really think about the elite, really picky universities and, and, or, or, you know, institutions of higher ed, you better be thinking about the health science colleges because none of them do legacy preference admissions, at least not the big ones, the great ones. Yeah. And, uh, and they're doing just fine. You know, they're, they're fundraising, you know, you run into situations like that, but, but for every one angry alum that isn't going to give to you, you've probably got 10 alumni who feel like they owe their success to their professional degree. Hmm. You know, because that's that's the thing. Some of these private schools are like, well, we just won't we won't raise as much money. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I can I can see the concern there, but there, there's a lot of health science colleges that are are doing just fine without legacy admission policy. Sure. Yeah, that that can be a really interesting thing. I I had a a dentist once, and and he kind of gave me the same riot act, and then, you know, I went to that same uh, director of admissions <laughs> that you did. And I was telling him about the student and the director of admissions was, was kind of surprised, like, wow, 
huh, can't believe we missed that one. And and the and the student ended up getting in because oh, wow. uh, they they had really a really impressive resume. It was funny though because the dentist told me, well, you know, if my son gets in, you know, I'm going to give you a big gift. And <laughs> I'm not going to get. Well, did he ever make his gift? No, no, he didn't. Right. So right, <clears throat> just one of those things. <laughs> Any other big mistakes in there, Jim? You know, I, I definitely uh, early on my career, probably. I, I remember being late to a meeting that I was driving into and I didn't give myself enough time. And, and, you know, even there, I, I remember getting a little, little bit of the, the riot act from, from this alum I was meeting with. And, and I thought to myself, mm, man, you know, that is on me. And, um, and I think if people who know me today, and this is true for, for anything now, I am, always early, if not way too early. Yes. And, you know, I would much rather sit in a parking lot in my car, rental car, whatever, and sit there for 45 minutes than ever, ever, ever be late to something ever. Right. And so, you know, again, you learn from, from it and it doesn't matter if it's traffic. I, I figure you got to take into account everything, you know, even now, like if it's getting to an airport, I'm there way too early. Yeah. And I, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. Well, it just takes missing one flight, you know. Now through January 10th, Abundant Vision Academy is 50% off for my listeners. That's a $375 value. Just enter the coupon code half off. that's one word, to get your discount. In about 100 minutes, I'll walk you through, step-by-step, everything you need to know to begin identifying, qualifying, cultivating, soliciting, and stewarding major gifts for your organization. I'll answer questions like, how do I inspire my constituents to give more than they ever have before? How do I know when someone is likely to make a major gift? How do I decide how much to ask someone for? How do I determine what my fundraising goals are in the first place? What do I say when faced with objections? How do I get someone to agree to a meeting with me? And what do I say during that meeting? Just head to thomas-dauber-s-school.teachable.com and click on Abundant Vision Academy to get your discount today. The link will also be in the podcast description. Now, now in all your travels, and, and like you said, you spent a ton of time on the road uh, as a fundraiser, we, we've got a lot of listeners who are still figuring out the art of travel and scheduling appointments. What what learnings have you picked up along the way that you could share with them on how to get the appointment and schedule them effectively? Yeah, so you know, this is probably isn't groundbreaking by any means, but you know, for me, especially in and working at Adrian and not working at a, a health sciences school where, you know, or with health science alumni like um, Dennis or Betts or mm-hmm. who, who kind of have pre pre set up hours and they they're used to getting, you know, pitches from drug manufacturers or yeah. someone trying to, you know, that would work really well for me, us, uh, in, in the college of dentistry, because we could kind of 
drop by. At Adrian, you know, and I think other schools, again, this isn't groundbreaking, but for me, it working around meals has really been beneficial. And so if I can figure out, you know, a coffee, lunch, and dinner, if I'm on a big trip, you know, usually that kind of really sets your day. And if you can get two out of three of those, it's probably pretty good. If you can get three out of three, I mean, that's a yeah. great day and you'll be tired by the time you get back to your, you know, hotel or wherever you're, you know, wherever you're going. And so I, I try to work around kind of those time frames. But the thing that I found is, um, you know, I went to a conference years and years ago. It probably might have even been at Ohio State. Um, and I got this button, and <laughs> this button said, it's not about me. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, right? And, like, I, you know, I'm sure it's in my office here somewhere. Um, but, you know, it truly is. And so, you know, being, a, being flexible, and if someone's like, I can only meet with you at, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon. Okay, well, take the 2.30. Yeah. And right. I can only meet with you for a half an hour. Well, take the half hour. That's right. And and so, you know, it's not about me. And again, it's not just Jim Mahoney, but me being the profession. And we work where, and we, we meet up when our constituents can. Yes. And so yes. be flexible, be accommodating. You know, I, I've, had a lot of meetings at individuals' homes, offices, um, back porches, country clubs. Bob Evans. Bob Evans. <laughs> really, really tough to eat restaurants. Um, huh? You know, really, really tough to eat um, senior living centers. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of right. bad, a lot of bad meatloaf through the years, but whatever. Yes. You, know, you meet where the individual, the alum, the constituent, the the donor, the friend, whomever can meet you at the time that they can meet you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great advice, Jim. How do you how do you go about securing? I mean, obviously you're saying yes to whatever time, but are there any tips or tricks that you use to keep yourself motivated and organized in your phone calling? Yeah, I'm a big, I mean, I'm still an old-fashioned note-taking person, and, and yeah. I have folders on all my major um, gift constituents, prospects, yes. um, and and it is, like, you want to make sure, like, you're not, you know, you're not, you're, you're following up on the conversation that you had previously, but you're not repeating yourself, so if someone's like, okay, I just had this conversation, you know, so. Right, you know, right. I really do feel like it. You know, we have to be kind of very uh, organized, very strategic um, in, in our approach and, and to kind of layer and build these conversations. And, and again, I feel like I'm doing a lot of air quotes today, but conversations could be emails, phone calls, visits, you know, because you're building one upon the other and you're always trying to leave that that conversation ready to, for the next conversation to have. Yes. So yeah. building upon that. And so if it's a cultivation visit, well, then you're setting yourself up for that next visit where it could potentially be a solicitation, but it could be another cultivation as we know. Right. And and then when you get to that solicitation, you're setting yourself up to make sure that that stewardship is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just being very organized. And, and I think everyone has their own time management system 
um, organization system. I mean, for me, you know, a lot of my colleagues now use Google Docs and things like that. I do because I have to. Um, not my preferred method, as a lot of my colleagues will attest to. Um, but I, you know, I keep notepads, you know, you know, everywhere I go, and you know, I scribble down little notes so I can remember for. Um, and it might be something I learn in a president's box for a football mm. game or something right. that I learn at a, at a cocktail reception because you want to keep building upon what that conversation, what that relationship is so that, um, again, you're looked at as someone who's not just about the transaction, but about the, the totality of this relationship. It really is about relationship, isn't it, Jim? Well, you've given us a lot of great fundraising tips today. We are so looking forward to having you back on the show next week to talk more about what you've learned as you've grown in your career, both as a fundraiser and a manager. I'm your host, Tom Dauber. Thank you for joining me as we journey together towards major gift mastery on the Abundant Vision Fundraising Podcast.